Testing, testing, one, two, one, two. This is the new Cham podcast, episode 47. Did you get the new Cham album? I got it. That's good. Uh, did you hear that Mima's leaving? What? Yeah, she's leaving. She's not coming back. That's not true. Listen to this, this report they released. It says, warning, this episode contains mature language, adult situations, geeky obsessive fanboys, stalker pop idols, and amine. Listen at discretion is a choice. Another episode of the Spark and Movie Review. I'm your host, Zan. And I'm Cal. Yes, this is the belated and very late, insanely late, episode 9, part 1. Yes, part 1. Yes, what happened was we recorded all of episode 9 together with Deke, and what happened was that my computer decided to go and get the lovely and wonderful unmountable boot error. Unmountable boot error. Yes, it crashed. I never met a boot I couldn't mount. But yes, so I've lost a lot of data. A lot of episodes were lost because of this, and my computer's fixed, as you could tell. The laptop, well, unfortunately, there were some problems, the mic wasn't working. Anyway, so, computer's fixed, everything's good, but we're going to re-record this, and we're going to release it in segments, so it'll be a little bit easier. Of course, I'm probably going to read episode 9, part 2, probably in five episodes. Who knows? It'll, It'll be in a bit. Well, we'll get it done, don't worry. We always try and get things done. Things will be a little bit easier, and it's also September. In September, when it gets on. Nah, wake me up when September ends. <laughs> but I'm bummed. Yes. So, as you can guess, with me as always. I'm Cal. I said that already. Yes, and unfortunately, Deke is AWOL for this part, but it's not his movie. And there's also another irony, because this is the first part of our three-part episode, and it's going to be about, as you guessed, since this is the Spyrokin movie review, we're changing the episode to the Spyrokin anime review, because we're reviewing three animated movies. And the interesting part is that when we recorded this, when we rolled the dodecahedron of movies, it dictated on us that we were reviewing three movies. And all three movies had something in common, ironically. And what were they, what they all have in common, really? I mean, they're all very independent films, very artistic, they're all over an hour long. <laughs> And what was the big thing about them? They're all animated. 
of course, are all animes, because ah. this is the anime episode. But, what are we forgetting? That they were all... Japanese? Yes, all Japanese. Of course, they're all Japanese. And they're all... Direct... They all have to do with pop stars? No, 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 no. Unless you call that, that, that drag queen in Tokyo Godfathers a pop star. Do all the characters have fish faces? Actually, yes, they do. Oh. Which was weird. Unknown. But... They all have to deal with the fact that they're all written and directed by Satoshi Khan. Oh, yeah. and they, uh, The late, great Satoshi Khan. Yes, yeah, so I was getting to that. The fact is, when we recorded this, he was still alive. <laughs> and then we find out, two weeks ago, or a week ago, he fucking died. <laughs> so what the fuck? Mm. This is like the infamous episode we recorded before Dennis Hopper died uh, with My Science Project. Right before he died. How did he die, by the way? Satoshi Khan? Yeah. Same way that Dennis Hopper died. Pancreatic cancer. Oh, I'm starting to think there's a fucking conspiracy. Who was the guy that? Uh, oh, who was the guy that died with uh, erotic asphyxiation in the? In, no, in that's, the top? that's David Carey. <laughs> he was the man. Yeah, he died the way he was happy, doing things. <laughs> so, Kill Bill. Yes, Kill Bill. Kung Fu Legend continues. Death Race and so many other movies which we're going to review eventually. Mm. So we're going to be reviewing stuff by Satoshi Khan next. Well, not the next three episodes, but. Ep- 9 Part 1, 9 Part 2, 9 Part 3. Part 2 and 3 are going to be released as supplementals. And that's going to be your review of... Tokyo Godfather. Deke's <laughs> review of Paprika. And, of course, what we're doing today is my review, which is of a movie which I had censored the last two episodes because you were wondering, what the fuck is he going to review? What's it beep for? And I'm reviewing, well, one of the more popular and the first mainstream movie in the United States that Satoshi Kana released. But... Before we get into that, we should explain what the fuck we are. We've been babbling for how long? I don't know, ten minutes? Not Not even, not that long. Nah, maybe five minutes or so, give or take, I don't know. But anyway, so Spyrokin's a site that provides information and reviews about movies. Every episode, we review one or two movies, depending on the situation, and tell you about what we think about it. You don't have to agree with anything we say. We are not professionals, we don't get paid for this, and, well... Yeah, we, we really don't get paid for this. We heard we're entertaining, though, and we get a lot of interesting emails from crazy people. Right. Including people who want us to review strange and unusual things, like Showgirls. Aw, Showgirls. And one person wants us to review The Debbie. Really? They want us to review The Debbie. The Debbie? The Debbie. The infamous Debbie? But which Debbie? There's like seven of them. I know, there was... There was the original, and then they remade it, and then there was sequels, and... Manhattan and <laughs> Dallas and Vegas and I think there was one there was uh, Dallas 2000 yes that was ba- even even back then not even those type of movies escaped the adding 2000 behind everything of course because 2000 is the far distant future <laughs> wait what's the calendar say were there floating cars in Debbie 2000 I don't know, maybe. Uh, future past. <laughs> Should have been. Either way. So, you can contact us at, at spirekin at gmail.com, at zan at spirekin.com, or cal.spirekin at gmail.com. Yes, and send us emails, rants, and reviews. You can actually look at our website, which is www.spirekin.com. And we're forum? Our, yep, our forum, which is spirekin.rapidboards.com, where you can join our forum and actually talk to us and listen to some of the crazy people, like Big Rick, who, well... He's really fucking starting to creep me the fuck out <laughs> with some of the shit he says. I have to go back on the forum. I haven't been on the forum in a while. Yeah, well, the forum's kind of been on a little bit of a hiatus because it's the summer. Well, summer's over. It's now school time. So hopefully you're listening to us in your class. And right I now, hope so. right now, 
That's very mesmerizing. Kazu sent me a picture of a, of a girl as well. We'll leave it at that. And we are munching on Nerds today. Nerds, the official unofficial sponsor of Spyrocom Movie Review. <laughs> very scrumdiddlyumptious and very interesting. And, and good for you, too. Yeah, it's good for you. And the nutritional facts. There are 11 serving sizes in this. There's 11? Six, 11 serving sizes. Makes no fucking sense. There are 60 calories per serving size. There is no fat, no sodium, 14 carbohydrates, 14 sugar, and no protein. The ingredients are... Why the fuck am I reading the... <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. We're going fucking crazy. It's been a weird... Did you know that on July 12th, Zan saw Predators in the theaters? Yes, I did. I just found his discarded movie stub. As you can tell, we're staying off topic for a certain reason. Yeah. This is really difficult, and last time it was like lightning. And we're just remaking that. So, anyway, let's get into something more entertaining before we get into the actual review, and also biography of Satoshi Khan. And if you remember from the last episode of Spyro Movie Review, me and Deke, we wanted to fill up some time, kill some minutes. So we decided to go to one of the various websites and read randomly off it. And what was that website we went to? Text from last night. Yeah, it's a very interesting site because a lot of other podcasts, they read things from Craigslist and they try and decode it for you to understand what the fuck they're saying. We don't do that here. We're too lazy for that. So we're just going to go to random sites and we'll read interesting shit. So we've decided to look at a different site because text from last night, wall, very fun. Yeah. It's really difficult to navigate. So we went to somewhere easier, somewhere more interesting. And that is... My Life is Average. What is My Life is Average? I've never even heard of this. <laughs> I discovered this website um, a few months ago. I don't know. And basically, so what it is is, you know, in the era of text from last night and F my life and all those type of sites, I guess there are people, this is kind of for the, the everyman. This is kind of like, you know, nothing in my life is interesting enough to make it onto those sites, so let's create a website where just people just post mundane and just average things and... I happen to find it funny because, me personally, I can relate to a lot of this mundane shit because really not a lot of stuff happens to me. So, yeah, so we're going to read a couple of these and we'll see if we can get any laughs out of you guys and entertain you a little bit. So, alright, I'll start off with the first one. Alright. Today we made a human 50 for an airplane photograph on the field at school. We were all given matching shirts. When the teachers weren't looking, one kid dressed up as Waldo in the full sweater, hat, and glasses. I can't wait for my strict Catholic school, high school principal to find him. My life is average. <laughs> and that is from number 2394349. Huh. Mm. Oh, good old 2394-3949. Uh, hmm. Today I decided to join the masses of people looking up weird laws for their state. In my state, Alabama, it is illegal to wear fake mustaches to church. Guess what I'm wearing to church this Sunday? My life is average. Uh, you can actually vote average or meh. <laughs> That's funny. I'd say that one is average. Okay. Yeah. Today, my mom and I were in a bookstore. She had to use the bathroom. When she came back, she saw me reading. Being proud and confident that her teenage child had actually picked up a book, asked me what I was reading. I showed her the cover. Sex for Dummies. The look on her face? Priceless. My life is average. I'd give that a meh. Yeah, that was alright. Today, I played a game of rock, paper, scissors with a random guy at Starbucks. I won. Bucket list, <laughs> one line shorter. <laughs> my life is average. That was pretty good. <laughs> yeah. I like uh, stupid shit like this. Okay. At my school in the girls' bathroom, one of the toilets makes a weird wailing sound when you flush it. My friends and I instantly decide that moaning Myrtle inhabits that stall. Then I point out that one of the taps doesn't work either. We are currently searching the school for a parcel moth. My what? life is average. Someone's reading way too many fucking Harry Potter things. That's getting a meh. 
Yeah, I didn't even get that. I don't, I'm not a Harry Potter fan. Sorry uh, to disappoint. Okay, let's see what else we got here on this. Uh, hey, go to another page. Looks like we waited on page one too long. Yep. Today I was looking through some old My Life is Average posts. One read, Today I took a shower. My Life is Average. When I voted it as average, I noticed a good amount of people voted meh. Last time I checked, taking a shower was a very average and recommended thing. My life is average. That one gets a meh. Yeah, that one gets a big meh. Yeah. That one wasn't that funny. Okay. Today I was playing The Sims 3 and my teenage sim decided to pick up and read a pregnancy book. <laughs> my life is average. <laughs> okay. Today hmm. my teenage sim picked up a plan B. <laughs> F my life. <laughs> uh, okay. You know what? I think that could be like like inception, you know, like you're reading My Life is Average, but your teenage sim is going through an F my life moment. That would be And you go one step deeper and his teenage sim is Oh, the Inception <laughs> podcast will be a long and arduous one. We're gonna have to wait for that one to before we strike the iron on that. We gotta how are we gonna get out of it? Got to do the kick. Yep. Okay. Today I took a quiz to find out what my superhero name is. My name, the Cosmic Samurai. What's even better is that I was told my model of transportation is a dinosaur. I am one epic superhero. <laughs> my life is average. Why would a samurai need a dinosaur? Why wouldn't he need a dinosaur is the question. I guess, yeah. Hmm. So what else? Hmm. So today I was at UrbanDictionary.com and I searched average. It's answer. An average person is someone who loves Harry Potter, hates Twilight, prefers Google to Yahoo, and enjoys playing with their socks during church. Most of America, average. Yep, their life is average. Nice. That's weird. <laughs> today I saw my friend get shot down five times while using lines from Twilight to pick up girls. Today I used corny Harry Potter-related lines to pick up numbers from three of those same girls. Win. My life is average. I don't even believe that one. Today I texted my friend saying, can I ask you a question? She answered, sure. Then I said, thanks. She didn't get it. <laughs> my life is average. That one makes me laugh. Today I opened a pack of gum and inside it said, 15 chances to turn an enemy into a friend. It made my day. My life is average. Uh -huh. Uh -huh. Alright, one more? Yeah, one more for me, Tris. Okay. A week ago I got in trouble for staying out late. Instead of grounding me like my mom usually does, she made me listen to Justin Bieber for an hour. My life is average. That's not average, that's just fucking cruel and unusual. Yeah. Okay, and... Okay, today I was talking to Cleverbot in French just to see how much I actually learned in class. After about five minutes, Cleverbot says, Can we just talk in English now? I pretend not to understand. It replied, Come on, I know you speak English. Your French sucks. I guess I didn't <laughs> learn much. My life is average. What's Cleverbot? I don't know. Let's find out what Cleverbot is. I am intrigued. Eh. Damn you for not highlighting. See, here at Spyrokin Studios, we need to get a new mouse. Anyone know where we can get one? Clever Let's ask Cleverbot where we can get a new mouse. Cleverbot is a AI which does something. You type it, and it does something. Let's write something. Um, pants. Think about it. What kind of pants? Um... <laughs> Blue. Blood. <laughs> what the fuck is this? No, it's not. Cleverbot has bad grammar. Yes, it is. I think we ruined its <laughs> brain. No. Fuck you. Tell it fuck you. 
Don't be rude. Hey, <laughs> say say uh, eat shit. Oh, uh, that's eat shit, you damn AI. Yeah. Don't worry. Don't worry, I, I will. will. Okay. Ask it about Spyrokin. Hmm. Have you heard the spy of the spy of the Spyrokin manga reveal? Well, you suck, clever bot. You're not so clever now, motherfucker. No, I have not. Well, you are... Well, you are a dirty... What's a good slur? Racial slur. Racial slur? We might offend some of our listeners. I guess we could bleep it out. Yeah, that's what I'm probably gonna do. You are a dirty... Mmm... Crack-dealing... Uh... Bootleg vodka drinking. Oh, and you know what? To, instead of saying crap dealing, say meth dealing. <laughs> that makes more sense. <laughs> it said thank you. Nice. You said thank you. What happens if you say think think for me? Or thoughts so far. What are these other buttons you can press? Let's see now. What the hell? Then let's say, um... Where did I leave my keys? Think for me. We've officially stumped... Anyway. So I think we're done with Cleverbot now. Let's see if he figures out how to do that, you stupid fucking AI. <laughs> You're a dirty man. Okay, Cleverbot is retarded. Is very... Is very retarded. I don't like Cleverbot. It is evil. Anyway, Cleverbot is a waste of perfectly good wasting time. It was worthless to go on there. I don't know why. <laughs> it was not insulting nor interesting enough. The end. Yeah, Cleverbot sucks. Yeah, Cleverbot sucks. That's our review of Cleverbot. Yes, our review of Cleverbot. Now, we, we can skip the Spyric and Cleverbot review episode. Yes, which we'll never go back to again. Oh, you go right. If you remember. Cleverbot. We apologize if this episode has been boring so far. And random. Yeah. Just we're in weird mood. So, as we said before, we're going to be doing a couple movies based on, that were directed by Satoshi Khan. Now, Satoshi Khan was a guy who was originally a mangaka and editor in Young Magazine. And what happened was he wrote a screenplay for a anime which ended up becoming part of a really big and very cool anthology called Memories. Now, for those who don't know, Memories is a three-part, a three-story anthology where there were three different stories by three different directors, and he directed the most popular of them called Magnetic Rose, which is about these guys who are salvaged... I think I've heard of this. The Memories? But I forgot. <laughs> but um bum <laughs> stupid. Yep, so anyway, it's a very, very interesting series that's really just... It shows how intriguing and creative Soshikon was. And what happened was, after that, he made his directorial debut, actually, with the movie which we're reviewing today, Perfect Blue, which came out in 1997, and then they released four other things, which is Millennium Mattress, Tokyo Godfathers, Paprika, and a TV series called Paranoia Agent, which a lot of you have seen, and you probably think is the greatest series ever. I personally think it's meh. It's very bogey pop fantomish. Anyway, so what happened was that, what happened is, currently, a lot of the directors, the old-time directors, like Otomo and Miyazaki... And Koike, these directors, they're getting old. Really old. They're, you know, Otomo made Akira back in 81? No, ni no 90. In the late 90s. And how old Akira's is from the late 90s? 
Sorry, early 90s. Oh, yeah, okay. 80s, actually, but it's like 80s to 90s. And he's, you know, he was a, a young man, but he's getting old. He can't do this forever. He can't be a director forever. Yeah. He's going to die doing it. All the greats are dying, and the new directors, well, to be honest with you, most of them suck. I mean, look at the crap coming out. You have stuff like Italia, which is all, it's, I'm a personification of country, and I'm in love with this personification of a country who's male. Or, we're going to create a series where it's all yaoi fanboy bullshit. There's no real good directors who have popping or strength and are awesome. And Satoshi Khan would have been that guy. He, he was older, but he still had that gumption, that genius, which would have made him... Yeah, he wasn't that old. He was born in 63. Yeah, he was only 46. Yeah. He was only, what is it, 15 years old? And it just, it's, it's a shame. It is, because he had gumption. The thing is, he died without telling anybody. He didn't tell anybody that he was going to die. He, when he got sick, he kept it to himself and his wife, and they kept it along. Then, like a month before he died, he talked to his parents finally and said, Yeah, Mom, Dad, can you come out here to see me? He's like, Yeah, I'm dying. And it's He's like, I just didn't want to hurt you guys. And it's a whole... The whole thing is a big mess. I could do a much better job with this. The fact is, it's really depressing and sad that a guy of his character dies. It's bad when anybody dies. But it's a, it's a fact of life. And at least he gave us some things to be, well, intrigued with. With that in mind, let's get into the review. And we'll get more into Satoshi Khan later on. Once we review further on. And so, like I said, we're going to be reviewing Perfect Blue. Which was directed by Satoshi Khan and produced by Hiroaki Inoue. And it was originally uh, based on a novel by Yoshikazu Takuchi. And it's starring, well... Um, if you want to go Japanese, it's going to be Junko Iwa and Mika Rika, sorry, Rika Matsumoto. And in English, it's going to be Ruby Marlowe and the infamous Wendy Lee, who she does a lot of freaking stuff. She directed a lot of animes over here in English and writes a lot of the dubs. And we watched this actually in a dub. Uh, originally came out in 97. It's an 80-minute long movie. Seemed a little longer than that, just a little bit. And released over here by Manga Entertainment and released in Japan by Rex Entertainment. And I don't think we need to know much else about the, the movie, except, well... The movie is about this girl named Mima Kirigoi. I think that... Was Kirigoi or, or is that the, the character? Uh, well, her Mimi. name her, her name is Mima. Her Mima. name's just Mima. And what happened was Mima was part of this pop idol group called Cham. And actually, the movie opens up really funny because it has the Power Riders or Power... What the hell? What was it, yeah, what was it fucking called? Then? The Power... Uh, Rip-Off Power Rangers. Pretty much Rip-Off Power Rangers. It opens up with that and you're wondering, what is this, a tokusatsu movie? And they're fighting this big demon you're like, what the fuck's going on? In the background, you see a bunch of ugly, creepy people talking about Cham. Cham this, Cham that, Cham. What the fuck's going on with Cham? Cham, 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 Cham. It's like, what, me was leaving? What do you mean me was leaving Cham? What do you mean Cham? Cham, Cham. And all crazy shit. Turns out that Cham is a pop idol group with three girls in it. And Mima is one of them. And she's decided, for some odd reason, that she's going to leave her group and become an actress. It's a lofty goal. Yeah, I mean, she was already mildly famous, so not that much of a stretch. Yeah, but still, it seemed like from what we heard throughout the movie that she was kind of a declining 
singer. Like she wasn't that popular. I mean, when her parents. I think they never they, they never really made it that they never got that popular to begin with. Is what I the way I took it. So they were like nuts in a blender. Nuts in a blender. Oh, that, yeah. They yeah, play that real, yeah. yeah. But like that level, I, or were they a little bit better than that? I don't know. Probably, they, probably a little bit better than. Yeah, because they her mom later on says, "Yeah, we're gonna have your uncle pick up twenty of your albums," which means it's pretty bad. <laughs> If you have that family members buy 20 of your albums to get your numbers up. <laughs> so what happens is she is going to become an actress. And supporting her as she's leaving. Well, not really supporting her. But helping her out is her manager, Rumi. And Totokoro, the office manager, the boss. And he's the guy who's kind of saying to her, Yeah, we're going to make you a, an actress. You don't have to be a singer anymore. You don't have to be a singer anymore. And Rumi is like... She wants to be, you know, it's like she wants to be a singer. Let her be a singer. She can be a pop idol and do acting. She doesn't have to give up singing. And Mima's like, well, I want to try this. I want to do this. I want to do something. I want to do something special with her life. And so she quits her gig. And the day that she quits, there's this really creepy dude who, well, he looks like he's. <laughs> Really just a creepy guy watching and really being really fucking creepy. Typical stalker fan. Like, immediately when you watch, like, yeah, that guy's a fucking stalker or he's a rapist? Well, he's kind of creepy and strange. He is both. Yeah, he is. <laughs> anyway, so what? What happens is that she isn't going to be working on this, well, this straight-to-video drama. Because unlike in the United States, other countries, they have, sh instead of... Sh straight-to-TV dramas, they have straight-to-video dramas. So every episode, it's like an OVA. They release the drama on tapes every month. So as opposed to watching, you know, Smallville on TV, they'd be releasing episode one of Smallville on a, on a CD. And a month later, episode two, Smallville mm -hmm. on a CD. It keeps you hooked by what how crazy it is. And she's working on this drama series called Double Blind. And it's this... What happens is that she's the starring role... In this, well, she starts off as a bit character. It's gonna be in like two episodes, and her boss decides to. Tadakoro convinces them, why don't you make it into her have a big role? And it's very. Well, I don't wanna say odd what happens, but it's very intriguing. Because what happens is, in parallel to her working at this film, stuff's going on in her real life, which are very peculiar. Like, she gets a letter to check out this website, and she has no idea how to use this website or to use Snow Leopard. <laughs> Yeah, which is weird, given when this movie came out. Yeah. She, so basically, she she gets a weird letter in the mail with a with an internet address on it, and she has no idea how to surf the internet. She has no idea what the internet is, and she doesn't even have a computer. So basically, her manager is the one who sets her up with the internet, teaches her how to use it. And she's like, "You have to double click, double clip." <laughs> Did I say clip? I thought that's what you said. Don't hurt me. <laughs> She's like a stereotypical idiot girl. Like yeah. the girl you see in high school is like, um, well, like, um, like. She's really stupid. And surprisingly, as you said, for being a pop idol, she lives in a really, I mean, I know it's Japan, but still, that's a really fucking small apartment. Yeah. Really small. I mean, could you live in something like that? Nah. It's like a like a single dorm room in college. Yeah. Where it's like pretty much a closet. It's pretty small. So she ends up going on this website. And as she goes on this website... She gets, well, it says that the website is called Mima's Room. And it's a public diary. And it's like, oh, cool. It's just, and as she's reading this diary, it's very, at first she's kind of giggling in it. Like, it's talking about things that happen to her every day. 
And she's like, this person knows me really well. <laughs> and, you know, like, you know, it's like saying, today I went to the store and I picked up some juice because the juice was on sale. And she's like, yeah, that's what I did. <laughs> and as she's reading further, it's getting more voyeuristic. It's like the fact that she, every time she gets off the train, she uses her left foot for some odd reason instead of her right. She never walks with the right foot first. How she always has to get this specific food for her fish. For five fish, which she has. And immediately you're like, wait a minute. How the fuck does a person know all this stuff? Like, she's like, I was in my room and one of my fish was sick and I was checking on it. Yeah. And she immediately starts freaking out and thinks, oh god, there's a stalker. And she looks out her window, freaks out, closes the window. Just completely just shocked and what the fuck's going on. And also she gets this fax which says that she's a traitor. Because she's giving up being a pop idol. And so the show's going on further. Like I said, they're giving her a bigger part in the movie. In the, the drama. And instead of her just being like one line, because first she has one line. She goes over and over again. They say, okay, we're going to give you a bigger part, but we have to have you in a rape scene. And that's the catalyst for everything going crazy, because even though she says, yeah, 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 everything's going to be fine, everything's going to be good, and she goes through this really, well, how would you, you describe the rape scene? I guess intense. Yeah, it's a very tr- intense, even though she knows it's acting and she does a good job. I think it really... She says, I'm fine, I'm fine, but I think it really did fuck with her head. I think that's what they were trying to convey during that scene. Yeah, that she it, she just becomes just completely traumatized by this. And suddenly, things start going a little crazy in the movie and with what's going on, because she starts not able to distinguish what's going on and what's happening, and the movie shows this through different cuts and scenes. Like, it shows the same scene over and over again. You go back to it, like show her rehearsing a line, then you go back to her apartment, then she go back to rehearsing the line again, it's a different weather altogether. Like the first time it's raining, the next time it's clear, it's the exact same scene. Like cut, you can't do this, you gotta do it again. Like she's rehearsing the same scene over and over again, and she keeps going back, and as she's going back, it's just getting more and more, like what the fuck's going on? Yeah, this is where they started to lose me a little bit. And then later on it gets even more just crazy, because people who are kind of fucking with her and making things worse, like... The writer who wrote her out of the story, or wrote the shitty dialogue for her, he ends up getting murdered. And, you know, she's like, what's going on? Why is this person, you know, this person got murdered and it was kind of random. And there's a letter bomb, which blows up and hurts one guy. And then later on there's a photographer who takes very, well, at first it's supposed to be very intimate and nice pictures, but he releases this porno, this porno spread of her. And that causes the creepy guy who's been stalking her through the entire thing we've said to go crazy, crazier, and it just gets really what the fuck at that point. And she's going nuts, and it's just, at this point, you don't know what the fuck's going on. I mean, at one point, you even think that her character in the, the movie is really her, and the actress, this whole actress thing, isn't what's going on. So you don't even know what's going on. And it leads to a climax, which is just kinda... We didn't even mention one of the other main things is she's being I don't want to say I guess haunted is the best way of describing it but by her former she's being haunted by images of her former self as the pop star saying you shouldn't have left being a pop star you see this is not the life you wanted blah 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 Yeah, like, and then she'll she'll be kind of daydreaming and then all of a sudden she'll get a flash from her former pop star self and, and yeah. that happens periodically and it's so real to her that she starts following around this uh figment of her imagination trying to catch it yeah and the thing is at Very points weird. she like zones out and suddenly she wakes up and she's in the same position so you don't know if that she really was following it or if she didn't or what's going on and the, the first time it happens is when she first gets that photo spread after she after the, the rape sequence and it's her former self saying you know you don't want to be like this you're not pop stars get whatever they want you're just a filthy little whore 
that's all you are. And she's like, I'm not. I'm the real. And she's starting to wonder if she's real. If it's very, well, very what the fuck. And I will say this. The ending came out of left field. You didn't expect the ending. And we're not going to reveal the ending even though the 10-year rule does apply. Because it is, well, it's a mystery. It's a psychological drama and you really should watch this movie. I mean, a lot of people say, oh, you shouldn't watch this. And I think it's worth watching at least once. The fact it was released in theaters is kind of cool. Yeah. It was okay. Yeah, I, I definitely think it's worth one watch. Uh, the art- I wouldn't buy it. Yeah. I'd rent it. It's very Hitchcockian, almost. Hmm. And this is the first film where you see Satoshi Khan at what he does best, which is that he uses a lot of dream sequences and the wondering about what's real and what's not to show what's going on. I mean, there's a movie we're not reviewing called Millennium Actress where it's about a woman who's giving an interview about her life and as she's talking, she suddenly will go back to... The, like, she'll be looking at a picture of, a pic, of one of her films she did because she was an actress and it goes to that time of her life. So it kind of blends reality and fantasy in a very, well, interesting way. Very sadistic way. I mean, there's not... This is a little bit of a, hor- of a drama and a horror movie and the first real act of violence you do see, now besides the opening fight, was, well, how could you, how would you say that? Because I remember you, the look on your face when you saw that, that scene of violence. The death of the photographer. Oh, yeah. That was very graphic, I guess. Yeah, and it was, it came out of left field, and it was just very, because you expect, oh, it's just going to go to black or something, and no, it's very... Yeah, they, they show a lot there. Yeah, it's... Graphic, very graphic. Very graphic and fucked up. And... To be honest with you, besides the very interesting art, which the women in this movie, this anime, are very, well, they look good. They're designed very well. They're designed very seductively. I mean, they have a little bit of weird legs, but they're not bad looking. Except for... Rumi, who looks like a fucking fish. Yeah. Freaky fat fish lady. Yes. And a lot of people like the freaky fat fish man. It looks like you took, like you said, a me. And you just kind of went, move the eyes too far, 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 far to the left. And yeah. Like, all the male characters look like that. And just like the main character and her two friends are the only attractive people in the entire movie. So you focus on them. And everyone else is just supposed to look horrific and bad. I would have to give this movie, after everything we've said and done, I have to give this a uh, watching the theater on cable once, which is our middle of the ground. Because it's okay. It's not great. It's worth. It's definitely something that's worth watching if you're an anime fan. Yeah, a lot. Of, it may bring the questions as why this wasn't released live action though, because I can see this done live action, no problem. Yeah, just really no no reason for it not to be live action. Just those last sequences, I think, would have, would not work live action. That final sequence, which we're not going to talk about, because like I said, you gotta watch it, or just look online for ending sequence of Perfect Blue on YouTube, if it's still on there. But wasn't bad. It was pretty good, and. Uh, well, we should we would go through the whole thing, but this is going to be just part one. So we're going to get into part two later on and get into the next episode. I think we're going to be reviewing Tokyo Godfathers. Or yeah. Should we do Paprika next? I think um, Tokyo Godfathers next. Yeah, Tokyo's good. Yeah, and then we'll get to, to Deke's review of that, and then we'll do the roll for well episode 10, which we are, we're already going to re- review. So no worries. So... That's it for episode nine, part one. Okay, sounds good. Kind of short, but hey, it works. So, this is Zan. 
And this is Cal. We'll see you in a bit. Bye. Bye.